You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. to be very sober in my presentation today. That's what the Spirit of the Lord is leading me to do. And there are certain things that are very key that will open up so many things to you. So I want you to really listen attentively. And as you can realize, you should be listening to the word every time. Praise God. You should be listening to the word what? Every time. And be praying every time. Amen. All right. Why pray always? Still with the prayer series today, I'm teaching on why pray always. Why? Why should we always pray? Why? Luke 18 verse 1. Luke 18 verse 1. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. So Jesus was telling his people that men always ought to pray and not give up prayer. Now, why is Jesus saying that Men always need to pray. Matthew 26, verse 41. This is when Jesus was about facing the work of a cross. And he was in the garden of Gethsemane. This is what he said. Keep watch and pray. So that you will not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing. But the body is weak. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. So, 
Jesus clearly opens us up to what the Spirit wants to do that the body finds uncomfortable to do. So Jesus is saying that going to the cross was what the Spirit was willing to do. But the body finds it very difficult to adjust or adapt to what the Spirit wants to do. Hello? Do you go through that? Oh, hello? Yeah. I want it to be interactive. Do we go through that? We, we do. Okay. So, Jesus here says, when he wants to do something, that is of the spirit and wants the body to tag along with what the spirit is doing, what must he do? He must what? Pray. So it means that when one does not pray, their spirit will be willing to do stuff for God but their body will resist them. <laughs> this categorically then shows us that there is a conflict between the body and the spirit. And the measure that which measures the spirit and the body to work the works of God is prayer. Hello. Do we understand? Look at how Luke put that same account and what Jesus said. Luke 22, 46. Why are you sleeping? He asked them. 
get up and pray so that so that you will not give in to temptation. So Jesus is saying that if a man sleeps and does not give in to prayer, they will give in to temptation. <laughs> oh, hello? Yes. When Christians, people, don't give in to prayer. They will give in to temptation. So when people decide not to pray, then they have also decided to fall prey to temptation. The question is, how are we tempted? How is a man tempted? How do we go through temptations? What happens? James 1, 13 to 15. I want all of us to read together. Let's all go together. Go. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. So now, James clearly states here that God does not tempt. So anytime you see temptation, don't credit it to God. He didn't say, let believers not say. He said, let no one. So he's actually making a statement that cuts across both believers and unbelievers. So when you see an unbeliever tempted, don't say that God is the one who is tempting them. Neither do you say to a believer, as some of you say, Nyami Dowa, and also, God loves the one he tempts. No, it's not true. For God cannot be tempted by evil. Nor does he himself tempt anyone. 
So whether you give in to the temptation or you overcome the temptation, listen very carefully. He says, don't put it on God. Hey, hello? Are you here? Yes. Don't put it on God. Because you came out of the temptation good, you said, God is the one that tempted me. Because you didn't come out good, you said, this one is not God. <laughs> 14. He's now telling us where temptation comes from. I want you to look at it clearly. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed by them. So, Temptation comes because we have a desire. And that desire entices us. Oh, hello. Oh, are you here? So, Then when the desire has conceived, it gives birth to the action of sin. When the desire has conceived, it gives birth to the action of what? Sin. Or baby. And when it is full grown, brings forth what? Death. Hello. So, if we have to go back To when Jesus said in the garden of Gethsemane. Why are you sleeping? Get up, pray. So you will not enter into what? Temptation. It means that Jesus himself was praying. Because he is being tempted by his desires. Is that very clear? He had the desire as a human being to live and not die. Oh, hello? So, the desire to live was now fighting against the spirit's desire that he dies. 
Are you here with me now? Are you, are you here? That he goes through the work of the cross to save you and I. Look at Matthew 4 2. I'm reading it. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, after he afterward he was hungry. Did you see something there? He was what? He was what? Okay. Look at the next verse. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. So what is the tempter using? So wherever you see temptation, there is a desire. If I take you to the beginning, Adam and Eve, the same thing. When he looked at the tree, it was pleasurable in her eyes, desire. <laughs> and then the devil said, ah, you. He's denying you to take this beautiful thing. That's it. He said, ah, we shouldn't even touch it. So, if he, he had turned the stones into bread, then Jesus would have functioned from a place of carnality. Are you getting the point? Yes. So he told him that no. Man shall not live by. Bread what? Alone. Okay. So that would have changed Jesus' ministry entirely. He will only be doing things that pleases what? Him. <laughs> he had a desire to come down from the mountain. So the devil said, throw yourself down. Are you getting a scenario? He had a desire to do ministry. He gave him, look at the wealth. I'll give it all to you. <laughs> he said, I'll give it if you worship me. So anytime you see temptation, 
check your desire. Write it down. Anytime you see temptation, check your desire. Now, did you know that every action that a man takes is in reaction or a response to something Let me say it again. I said, did you know that every action a man takes or human beings take is in reaction to a, or a response, sorry, is in reaction or a response to something? I just want you to ponder over it. Have you asked somebody this question? Why did you do that? Why did you say that? Why were you thinking that way? Now, the moment you ask that question, you are actually saying to the person, you reacted to what? Something. Hello? Does it make sense? So men actually don't take action. They respond every time. So when you see an action, it is in response to something. Anytime. You are either reacting to your thoughts, to your desires, to situations, to people, to things. Every time. If we all agree, I can continue. So what we call choices are not actions in themselves. They are reactions or responses based on the information we have between opinions. So when you are making a choice, you are making that choice because you are responding to something. Hello? Based on the information or knowledge you have available to you. Hello. 
So, you may be responding to thoughts, to feelings, issues, people, things, etc. Now, all our responses to these I spoke above will either be, you would either be responding to them via the leading of your flesh or the leading of the Holy Spirit based on the knowledge available to you. So you are either being led by the Holy Spirit, you are being led by your flesh. So wait, write it down. You are either making your fleshly desires your desire, so you respond in that way, or you are making God's desires your desire to respond in that way. You are either making your fleshly desires your desire to respond in that way or you are making God's desires your desire to respond in that way. Mm-hmm. Is that very clear to everybody? That's why God is the only one that proacts. Every human being reacts. That's why it's only God who is the source. And every human being is a resource. Look at Galatians 6, 7 to 9. It puts this together in a very pretty way. Galatians 6, 
79. I'm taking it from the NLT. The New Living Translation. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature, hello, oh hello, will harvest what? Decay and death from that sinful nature. Is that very clear? Is that very clear? But those who live to do what? To please the spirit will harvest everlasting life from what? The spirit. Did Galatians put together what I just said? Yeah? That for every action we are taking, we are either sowing to the flesh or sowing to what? The spirit. Simple. Very simple. So he says, this is your take. This is what you should take. This is what you should do. So let's not get tired of doing what? What is good? So the Option comes back to what? You. Now he's showing you how you have to react. How you have to respond. You have a choice to get tired of living right. Of doing what God wants you to do. Of enjoying Jesus and his pleasurable desires till everlasting. Oh, hello. Beautiful life. Beautiful life. Or, you can say I'm tired. Because in doing that, it comes with long suffering. Endurance. Kindness. Joy. Peace. Self-control. Oh, hello. Gentleness, which is in conflict with the body, true or false? With the body is impatience, quick fix. Ego. Place of self-control. Tell him. Tell him. And feel free. There's nothing like, when you say truth, put it by. Let them know that you are putting it by. I, mean, I don't like that thing that you say. Does he know gentleness? <laughs> don't be diplomatic about the truth. Say it. You experience John the Baptist. He will cut your head. 
Are you here with me? Okay. Creflo Dollar said something. He said, there is never a power failure or a faith failure as these have been given to us in Christ. If any failure at all, it's a prayer failure. There is never a power failure or a faith failure. You are full of power. There's no much power to be added again. The full measure of God is in you. And in that measure came faith to deliver. <laughs> but if you're going to exercise that power and that faith, it comes by prayer. Praying the word, which is the will of God, you know. Why? Are you here with me? Yeah. Praying the power of God. Praying the faith of God, which is his word. That you have available to you. Did you hear me? <laughs> Some have suggested prayer must be very short. Because of this scripture. Matthew 6, 7. When you pray, don't bubble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. So this scripture has deceived a lot of believers. So for them, prayer is one minute. You are worrying God. And then another scripture that says, before you speak, mm -hmm, advance it. <laughs> so we see scriptures like this, and for us, it means that pray long is a waste of time. So as much of fact, I've seen preachers who say that. You are wasting God's time. Go and work and stop the prayer, prayer thing. We will work, but we will pray more than work. 
It depends on which kingdom you are living in. In my kingdom, we pray more. We work later. So, why did Jesus say that? And how do I know? Go to 31 of this same chapter. Matthew 6, 31. Did he say that? Don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. As the Gentiles would. So, who are those who do that? The Gentiles. They babble on. So, what kind of prayer is he talking about? Let's go. So don't worry about these things. Saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things, go ahead. Dominate the thoughts of what? Unbelievers, the Gentiles, correct? But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Did you hear that? So he's saying, when you are praying for material things, don't babble on. It's a waste of time because your heavenly father knows what you need. So don't tell me you are praying and you are fasting for a car. And for a land or for a... You're a joke. It means you don't know your place. And you don't know who you are. <laughs> and it is the reason most of us pray. We pray like unbelievers. Our minds go to churches today and all the prayer topics are on things. Because that is what dominates their mind, just like the unbelievers. So if you read further on, watch this. Before this, Jesus teaches them. The pattern of prayer. Please, it is in the context of when he had not died. Our father. Who art in where? Heaven. Now heaven is in you. Is that very clear? Yes. Thy kingdom come. The kingdom has worried what? Come. Thy will be done on earth. As it is in what is the will of God to be done? That Christ will come, die to save souls. Praise God. Ah, has that been done? So now, we doing the will of God is going out there to win what? Souls. Are you getting the point? Praise God. So, when it comes to material things, you just call them. You just what? 
He saw that Jesus, they needed a temple tax. You know that. Pay the temple tax. And Jesus said, go into the, the sea. It's a fish. That scripture is just, is just to give us an example that our needs are always met. Listen to me very carefully. Most of the things you are praying for, fasting for, that are material, most of them are wants. They are not needs. That you are so worried about, you are praying all about them because of competition in your mind. Your friend wore a new dress. You must also wear one. They bought a new shoe. You must also buy one. Somebody has a new car. You must also get one. And then you quote scriptures and says, princes are walking on the ground. Servants are riding on horses. You are being mischievous. From Genesis, go and ask Cain and Abel. And find out who was riding the horses. Was it okay? Go and ask between Isaac and Ishmael. Who told you that lie? The kingdom of God suffered violence. A violent, take it by force. They used to agay, 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 agay. What is agay? Kaya, kaya, kaya. You are suffering from popomiasis. <laughs> the reason we pray has clearly been stated. The Spirit of God is in us, our body is in conflict. We have the desires of God in our righteous nature. But there's information we have learned. That is the culture and the systems of the world. That war against this desire. We want to align. So we spend hours praying. So that we internalize this desire of God in our spirit. So we live it. Are you here with me? There's a desire to take the world for Jesus. And the devil and everything around us fights that desire. Hokadoli asks. So when we stand to pray, we pray. So that we will keep that burning desire.
desire on that nothing will kill it. So we spend hours in prayer. Oh, praise God. That war will be ongoing until Jesus comes. It is the reason we pray always. <laughs> Luke twenty two thirty nine. Then, accompanied by the disciples, Jesus left the upstairs room and went as what? Please went as what? Please, I want you to read with me. Went as as what? As what? as usual, to the Mount of what? Olives. As usual. So Jesus went as a custom. That's what the King James Version will say, to pray. It must be your custom to pray. The reason why you react the way you react to situations is because you don't pray. Ask yourself why you get angry so easily. Why you get so frustrated so easily? Why is it that you want to kill yourself because of something you are asking for that you are not getting? You are not aligning his desires to yours. The self-desire will lead you to commit suicide. When men reject you, you will kill yourself. Do you know why? If you check the statistics of rich people, wealthy people, why most of them die early is because they have wealth. But the wealth cannot satisfy them. At the least sign of losing some, they feel they've lost everything because their value is in their wealth. When you see a father beating their child in a certain way, it's because they are frustrated By the challenges of this world. They are using their frustration on the child. To find relief. 
prayer. Is that you have grace available to you. And you make use of that grace. To manifest the grace. It is total dependence on God. Walking with God. So you live like God. When you are led by the spirit, you are led to love. And you are led in love. So when a man prays, and their desires become God's desire, they manifest love. It will show in how they think towards people. It will show in how they talk towards people. The man who prays more and does not pray about things is always calmer. Because God is very calm. Hmm. Because God is not stressed. When a man prays, they are not surprised. They are shock absorbers. Are solid. Your wife just asked you a question. Just one question. And, and you are all over the place. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <sighs> and then you are ranting. You don't know what your problem is. You, you are, because, listen, do you know that this flesh is always leading you to ego trip. And that's the journey it takes you on. Always thinking yourself better than others. And so anybody comes close, I'll give them what they are due. As a matter of fact, Sometimes people are not challenging you, but you are challenging them. Because that's what you have in your heart and mind. It's leading you on in every conversation you make. That's it. Do you know why? Your soul is restless. You are living in the world, your mind. With very unstable emotions. And therefore your choices are so vulnerable.
Listen to me very carefully. The cost. The cost. Of not praying. Long. Is way higher than praying long. If you do the cost benefit analysis, I will choose to pray more. I will be like Jesus. He prayed more and spent less time in ministry. Matthew 26, 39. He said, he went a little further, still in the garden of Gethsemane, fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me in prayer. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. What is his frustration? The cup is difficult. But I can depend on you. I need strength. I can't do it by myself. When a man thinks they can do it by themselves, that is their folly. When you see people saying this, and they say it with boldness, it will work out for my good. All things will work out for my good. They don't pray. They think it's very automatic. They just lie down, sleep, eat, verge. And then they can cross their legs and say, All things are working for my good. It's intentional, never failing. All things working for my... Sing it. <laughs> Check the scripture that comes before that. It says when you don't know what you ought to pray for. The Holy Ghost prays in you and with you. And prays the will of God. With utterings and groanings that man cannot utter. Searching, searching, navigating the will of God to manifest. And then he says, All things are working together for my good. Nothing is navigating. 
when you are not praying. A young man said something yesterday. I saw it. It was like a post. He sent it to me. He said he was, he was being, I mean, driving his car. And then the police stopped him. The police said, open your boot. He sat in his car. He's a lawyer. Opened his boot. When he opened his boot like that, this man said, okay, okay, you can go. But then he said as he was going, he saw that the policeman was on phone. And that shouldn't be a problem. But he said something struck him. Sure, if he's a matured believer, he will know he's the Holy Ghost. He's the one that leads us into all truth. Otherwise, you are living a lie. Your flesh will lead you to lies, deceptions. So, he said he stopped somewhere, parked under light. Opened the boot. He saw two pouches. Opened it. He saw crystals of something white, a white substance, cocaine. Dropped in his boot. So he then he knew that no. I'm sure there's another policeman waiting. It was the one he was calling. So he threw them away somewhere in the bush. Just about a short distance, another policeman stopped him. What he said, open your boot. Open the boot. Searched and searched. Sure, he was surprised. How? Sure, he would call him. Ah, did you put something there? Are you sure? I couldn't find it. It's either. He had prayed. Or somebody was praying for him. There's no way. Do you know why? Listen to me very carefully. You can only be led by the spirit. When you are open to the spirit. And you can only be open to the spirit. When you live the life of prayer. So as for God, he's speaking. But you are not in the position to hear. Prayer puts you in the position to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And please note this. He never said that the Holy Spirit forces us. He says he gives us direction. Is that what he says? So when somebody directs you, what does he mean? Pass here. Go here. Do that. Is that not it? When you go somewhere, you are asking for direction. When the person directs you, you decide whether to go or not. Listen to me very carefully. Don't let anybody deceive you. When they ask you to quit prayer, they are asking you to quit a triumphant life in Christ. 
Luke 6, 12 to 16. Now it came to pass on those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night. If he meant that we pray short, why did he pray all night? Is it there? He prayed what? All night. The all night is not your own song. Come to all night and you pray just. The Jewish all night is six to six. All night. What was he going to do? When it was day, he called his disciples to himself. So in choosing his disciples before he chose, he prayed all night. So that his will will be aligned with the will of God. So he will choose the right people. Even then, There was Judas there. But Judas could not destroy the agenda. Hey, ha, ha, did you understand that? So even though he stole his way in there, he couldn't destroy the agenda. He couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't. Hebrews 5, 7 describes what happened. In the garden. Look at what he says. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up definite special petitions. Hey, are you here with me? So he's telling us that in Jesus's Humanity, when Jesus became flesh, like you and me, he was praying. Watch this. For that which not only wanted, but needed. And supplications with strong crying and tears. To him who was always able to save him out from death. And he was heard because of his reverence towards God, his godly fear and his piety. In that, he shrank from the horrors of separation from the bright presence of the Father. He was always in sin. Hey, are you here with me? With strong cryings and tears. Hey, 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 hey. Listen. When a man studies the word and they don't pray the word in the spirit, they are doing theoretical classes. And when it comes to practicality of life, 
in the spirit, they'll be denied. A man breathes in and breathes out. The believer, you breathe in the word. You breathe out prayer. Are you a business tycoon? It's good. Are you an engineer? It's okay. Are you a doctor? Fine. Are you an artist? Good. Are you an instrumentalist? Yeah, that's great. But you are first a Christian. So if you really know your identity, Work this first. Because that will give you fulfillment. All the things that you derive from being that architect, that doctor, that engineer, you will die. You will leave them. But what you derive in sustaining your fellowship with God will uplift you. Do you know what the world is now using against you? If you come to this earth and you don't do anything material, you have wasted your life. So a wasteful life is the life that didn't do anything that is what? Material. So that's the craze of the world. Am I saying don't do anything material? But I'm telling you what the truth is. That is not your essence for life. What did Jesus do? He died. For us to live eternally. He did not change the political, socio-economic. Agenda of Israel. And give them. Political freedom. From Roman captivity. Praise God. Did he do that? At the mention of his name, every knee bows, every tongue confesses 
you if you are a Christian, be a Christian. If you want to be a universalist, you, you are practicing universalism, then do that. Okay? If you want to be a Judas, try it. Fine. That's fine. Says, oh, as for Jesus, everywhere you go in the world, they are the ones that are holding the economy of those nations. So you want to be a Jew. If that gives me eternal life and sustains me, then fine. Oh, cardolilasis. But there's no other name. Listen, in prayer, you become the servant of the master. In not living a life of prayer, you become a servant of yourself. Let me end it. David said in Psalm 42 verse 1 and 2, as the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul pants for you. Oh God, my soul tests for God, for the living God. In that time, when shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night. The guy was waiting. But you and I are already in the presence of God. Praise God. But David was doing a, a comparison between what sustains the deer and what sustains him. The deer is fast. Very fast. But the deer also knows that it is vulnerable. The deer is vulnerable in two ways. Its fastness also brings its weakness out. Because when the deer gets fast, the deer sweats. And by the sweat of the deer, its enemies are able to know where the deer is. So the stench gives it away. Like I tell people every time, where your strength is, is also where your weakness is. So, the deer would need water to immerse itself in it. So the stench goes away. Its predators cannot find the deer anymore to prey on it. And then the deer can take some more water 
so it can run away faster from its enemies. David says, as the deer pants for the water brooks, so it will be able to outwit its enemies. In prayer, I immerse myself. I become invisible before my enemies. The enemy of myself. The enemy of situations. The enemy of things. I pray. But from today, you live that life of prayer. The day you feel you don't, you feel lazy to pray, that is when you pray. It must tell you that something is stopping you from getting certain wonderful results. Are you getting the point? So anytime you rather feel like you don't have to pray, rather wake up <laughs> and pray. Praise God. This is what Thomas B. Brooks said. He said, the most praying souls are the most assured souls. And Papa Kenneth Hagan also said this. Little time praying, little effect. Medium time spent, medium effect. Long time spent, long term effect. The depth and power in God will overflow into your life. Praise God. If you can see your effect regarding the things of God, if they are little, your prayer is what? If they are medium, your prayer is if they are long-term effect, your prayer is what? You are blessed. Grace, glorious grace. Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, Lead Pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.